Hello, everybody. Welcome to ZNR Sports Talk. Thank you for joining us. We're thrilled to have you. As always, this is your host, Zach. And this is Rob. And we have another exciting sports episode for you. Thank you. We're glad to have you, folks. All right, Rob, let's get started with what we know best, and that, of course, is the NFL. I saw that Sam Darnold, I know, please forgive me, folks, I hate to even mention this clown's name, Mm -hmm. but he said that he was glad that he was okay with them looking at competition to bring in. You know, well, of course you're okay with it, Sam, because you freaking suck, bro. There's a reason he said he's seeing ghosts. Remember that a few years ago when he said, oh, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Yeah, I do, actually. No, Sam, you're not seeing ghosts, bro. You just really are a horrible quarterback. Maybe in college you could cut it, kind of. In the NFL, you think you can cut it. Sam, let me give you a reality check here, buddy. They're bringing in competition. They're bringing in other quarterbacks to look at because you are a horrid, horrid quarterback. And that's the nicest thing I can say about Mr. Darnold. Yeah, I think you're right. It's... uh... (laughs) I'm seeing ghosts, Zach. I, I mean, I, uh, no, you hear <laughs> defenders coming for you and picks being happening. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that really kind of reminds me of like a Trent Dilfer. I mean, if you sick him on a really good team and all he has to do is hand the ball off, then maybe he'll be serviceable. But he seems like one of those quarterbacks that's just going to collect a paycheck, collect a paycheck from like 28 different football teams you know absolutely i gotta give you props that was a fantastic comparison him and dilfer are very close i think that's a very good comparison dilfer yes he has a ring but like you said look at his team and i understand the concept that sam darnold has never really had a good team i and i agree with that but at the same time i'm not convinced you put him on a good team i'm not convinced he's going to do anything i just don't think he's that good of a quarterback but all the best to you, Mr. Darnold. I hope they do bring in competition, and you do what you got to do, but I have zero faith in you. All right. Rob, tell us a little bit about DK Metcalf. What are the rumors there? Well, DK Metcalf, our star Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, and I think at the moment he is one of the only offensive stars that we have left. Pete Carroll and John Schneider have said we're not trading him. We're, we're, we're not even open for negotiations, nothing. DK himself has come out on Twitter with people trying to recruit him, saying, uh, stop it, not going anywhere, close the door. But a report came out just today that the Seattle Seahawks have said for, they, for them to even listen, it's got to start with two first-round draft picks. This very much concerns me because this is kind of what happened with Wilson, right? Well, we don't want to trade them, but if we do, we, you know, we'll listen to these type of offers. That is where it gets scary because these other teams will hear that and think, oh, okay, I'll give up two first-round picks for them. Yeah, and the scary part is is that I've seen it happen with my Seahawks before. They, uh, the team will come in, offer them two first-round picks or a first this year and a first next year, but it's at the end of the first round. And in the tail end of the first round, if you don't pick in the top 15, folks, you, you're you getting – you might as well pick in the second round. I mean, from 15 on, the talent pool is that of a second rounder. So if you get – let's say they trade the eight, number 18 overall pick or the 20th overall pick or the 28th overall pick, it's you might as well trade that pick 
to pick in the second round. You'll have the same value is what I'm saying. Yeah, and then if you have, your, you know, for example, let's say you have five really good quarterbacks and you have pick number 20. In all reality, all five of those quarterbacks could be off the board by the time your number comes up. That was a very good point. Stephon Diggs. I'm a huge Stephon Diggs fan, specifically because of the uh, miracle from my boy Case Keenum a few years ago in the playoffs. So I've always kind of had a, a soft spot for Diggs. He got an extension of a four-year, $104 million, a.k.a., folks, he got paid. Yeah, he's getting the bag, as they say. And I'm just amazed. Never before in the history of the NFL, and I've been watching the NFL for many, many years, have wide receivers been paid like starting star quarterbacks. I mean, these people are getting contracts that are fully guaranteed or mostly guaranteed and in the 100-plus. And we're not talking seven years, eight years. No, we're talking five years, $100 million. You know, a few episodes ago we said, let me just have 5% of that. Yes, please. I'll take it. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a good point. So it's $104 million, four years, and 70 of that is guaranteed. Okay, yes, 5%. You know, let's make it easy. We'll take seven, take seven of that million and split it. I'd say that's fair. Yeah, seven, 77%. Yeah, I agree. And, Diggs, you would still be my hero, but you'd be an even bigger hero if you did that. No, in all honesty, good extension, uh, stud of a receiver. And I wish him nothing but the best. You know, I will say one more thing on the receivers. I just said that they're being paid like star quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks. If you stop and think about it, they have to go over the middle and catch a ball with middle linebackers, safeties, corners, ripping across the field to take them out. I've seen people have their jaw broken. Anquan Bolden got smacked in the end zone and had his jaw broke. I remember that. I remember that well. That was a pass from Kurt Warner back of the end zone. Yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, receivers, tight ends, too. Think about tight ends. They don't have the speed to just run away all the time, right? There's very few tight ends that truly had just incredible speed like Vernon Davis. Most of the time, they're granted, they're a little bigger, but they're just sitting there. They take that catch, and they know they're going to get blasted, absolutely blasted. Yeah, and... I've seen some that it's just there's no recovering from that. So if they're going to go out there and put their bodies on the line that way, then maybe they should get paid for some. I mean, a quarterback, a quarterback's being hit now and again, or if you're Russell Wilson with the Seahawks all the time, pretty much, or wide receivers, tight ends, on the other hand, they're getting hit every other play. And their career could be over in the flash of an eye. So $70 million guaranteed for Diggs guarantees him and his family that if he breaks his neck, his family's at least taken care of. So good deal all around, in my opinion. Absolutely. Granted, to be completely honest, it's a little too much money. I mean, mm. these athletes making this much money drives me up the wall. I completely understand the dangers. But at the same time, $104 million. I don't even can't imagine what that would look like. Holy smokes. I'll tell you, $104 million would clear up this opioid crisis we have going on right now. 
Absolutely. And it certainly would. It'd be a huge help. And to think that all that goes to one player, nothing against Diggs, incredible player, but that is absolutely insane money going to him. Wow. Bonkers. All right. Now, let's talk about hockey. Let's get us on started on hockey here, Rob. All right. So with hockey, we got we had a Bruins winger find the maximum of $5,000 for roughing another player. He did this while running up on the man from behind as he was skating away. I can't believe that he was only fined $5,000 and not suspended. And, you know, that's a great point because this is hockey, right? I mean, it's discouraged now, but you can straight up sit there and fight in the middle of the ring. And this dude hits him from behind? Come on, bro. What's up with that? And as he's skating away, which creates another hazard with, you know, blades being sharp. He's moving away. He could fall and break his neck, break an arm. It's just terrible. It is. It's definitely not something you want to see in professional hockey. Unacceptable. So then we have the league leaders. We haven't really touched on NHL, and I know my wife out there is a huge Kraken fan. So we're just going to break down real quick the, the league leaders, and I'm just putting the top two. Uh, so for, for the Metropolitan, we have the Hurricanes in first place and the Rangers in second place. For the Atlantic Division, we have the Panthers in the first place and the Lightning in second place. In the Central Division, we have the Avalanche in first place and the Wild in second place. In our Pacific Division, we have the Flames in first place and the Kings in second place, with my Seattle Kraken coming in in last place. Washington State fans, though, let us not lose hope. It's okay to be frustrated, but remember, it's just the first years of this new expansion team. We have some talented, young, and developing hockey stars, so look for next year to be more competitive. I believe that we'll truly gain some ground next year when we've been around for a few years. I like that. I like the positive attitude. It's early, right? It's their expansion year, 100%. And any sport, any team, they always start out a little slow. So I completely understand that. It will get better, and they will become a good team as time goes on. Very true. So last we have the Coyotes, Chris Dreger, who just had his 35 save game. 35. That's really good. That is very good. Hockey, I remember watching my boy Yager. Wow, that shows my age here too, folks. Man, he was fun to watch. What an incredible player he was. Just like Wayne Gretzky. Just like Gretzky, absolutely. Gretzky, Yager, before then, it's a little before my time, but Gordie Howe. Oh. Just incredible players that were iconic, to be honest. Now, didn't you have a Gordie Howe card? I do have a Gordie Howe card, yes. Yeah, and that one took me a lot of years to get my hands on, so that's pretty cool. Is it pretty beautiful? It is. It's very beautiful. Okay. Will you will it to me? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> 1951 Parkhurst, in case anyone was wondering. Now, something else here to talk a little bit about is golf. I'm a golf fan. I like golf. I always have. We've got the Masters. And the Masters is essentially, so if we compare it to football, it's a Super Bowl. Right. right? You want that green jacket. You want the the fame of coming from winning a Masters. It doesn't matter if you win one or five. You win the Masters. You're a Masters winner. You're the top dog. Tiger Woods. We got Tiger who had that brutal accident not long ago. 
had all these surgeries, had to pretty much reteach himself how to walk, had to do all that stuff. Crazy injury. Well, guess what? Tiger's back, and he's playing in the Masters. Uh, with a cane? Uh, very possibly. <laughs> very possibly. Yeah, 62, and I think he's just right about the cut line. Good for you, Fred Couples, and I hope I'll be cheering for you that you make that cut tomorrow. So I was just given a thought of, you know, uh, the Masters are, are such a big deal, and I think sometimes it's almost like their Hall of Fame. When you win the Masters, you get a green jacket. When you go into the Hall of Fame in the NFL, the only jacket you get is a yellow jacket or a golden jacket. So it's pretty cool to see a lot of these guys, sometimes for the first time in their career, get a green jacket. It is. Oh, absolutely. Very cool. And that's a, that's a sign of respect, right? You see somebody wearing that, it's like, whoa, dude, you won the Masters? And that's a good comparison, too. You get them in the Hall of Fame, you get them when you win those, win the Masters, win some of the bigger tournaments, the majors. You know, I remember watching golf. I've watched it most of my life. I'm a huge Justin Rose fan. Cooch, my boy Matt Coocher. Granted, to be fair, Cooch, bro, just pay your flipping caddy. A couple years ago when he refused to pay the caddy and just gave him the base, you know, amount. And then the caddy came out and spoke. What do you, come on, Cooch, what are you doing, man? So I kind of, not as big of a fan as I was then, but I still like the guy. He did pay him more after it went on ESPN public and went everywhere. Huh, imagine that. The guy comes out and says he's a cheap son of a gun. And then the next thing you know, Cooch comes out with a statement, hey, man, that's what we agreed on. That's what I'm going to give him. Well, you get a little bit of public uproar, and then he pays him more. Imagine that. Could you imagine you're, you're carrying around or driving around your professional golfer. You're doing all the hard laborious work for your golfer so that all he has to do is hit a ball off a tee and then to not get paid. Sometimes they don't even get mentioned, you know, so, and, and that I couldn't imagine uh, being on TV behind somebody doing all the hard work, all the heavy lifting, all the planning, all of this, all the organizing, and then just, and to not be paid, I, I, I would break somebody's face. Yeah, the small amount that he gave them is just, frankly, it was insulting. And not only that, you're carrying their stuff, you're giving them recommendations for yardage and clubs and all that stuff. You're giving them the edge, right? Yes, they have to hit it, they have to do their part, but you're giving your recommendation of what would help. So yeah, I agree, they need paid. And it's really cool to see these golfers that have had the same caddies for 10, 20 years. I think that's awesome. They have that friendship, that bond, and it's really cool to see. Yeah, that's kind of like a sniper in war. They have to rely on a spotter, right? And if the spotter gets it wrong, it's a matter of life and death. If your caddy gets it wrong, you're missing a shot. Yeah, 100%. If he tells me, hey, if I got a five iron out and my caddy says no, and I have golfed a little bit and not great by any means, but I'm decent. If my caddy says, hey, bust out a six, and I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then I come up short, for example, I'm going to be like, dude, I had the right club. So, I mean... You know, that could obviously cause contention, right? So you're going to have to be on your game. You're going to have to trust your caddy, listen to your caddy. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a relationship and a trust there. And one more note about the Masters here. You've got the par three, obviously, the day before it starts. And I think that's really cool to see some of these guys. I know Tom Watson participated in the par three contest this year. Love Tom Watson. Man, I was so bummed when he 
dang near had that major when he was, I believe he was 58 at the time when he almost won it and just couldn't quite get that final putt. It's really cool to see some of these guys that I grew up watching still playing, even if it is the par three before the Masters. And on a quick note, I did win a tournament one time in golf. It might have been mini golf, but, you know, I, I still won. Hey, a win's a win, baby. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. A win's a win. I like it. Yes, mini golf is a blast. I like that. I've taken the family out a few times, and uh, I'd like to sit here and lie to you and say I won, but that would be a blatant lie, so I better not do that. Your daughter won, didn't she? She did win, okay. yes. All right, Rob, let's finish it off here and talk about baseball a little bit. Well, today's opening day. We had our spring training. It was a little bit shortened because of the holdout, all the greedy people wanting more money that they that they're not already billionaires. And but you know, finally after all the holdout, COVID, you know, all the all the crap, it's time for some baseball. Take me out to the ball game. Let's play some ball. Go Mariners. Yeah, it'll be nice to see them have a good season. They were so close last year. I firmly believe that this is a year we could finally break out and yeah. get back in it. Yeah, we, we finally have some prospects that are, are, are going to be playing on the on the starting lineup. And uh, Jared Kelnick is set to go. Mitch Hanniger is set to go. Uh, we finally have good pitching. Our bullpen is, is being raved about in top ten, our top five in the major leagues. So, yeah, I think it's going to finally be a, a maybe end the long playoff drought that the Mariners have had. I hope so. That would be fantastic. All right, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. If you would be so kind, please tell your friends about us and share us on social media. Any share we can get is absolutely huge. Like us, review us on any app you listen to. It would be very important and extremely helpful. Yeah, I totally agree. A five-star rating would be terrific. Welcomed, appreciated. And we work really hard. We put a lot of hours into our studies um, to come to with the best news for you guys. We love it. It's a passion. We thank you for giving your time. And thanks for listening to ZNR Sports Talk. Thanks again, everybody. We appreciate it. We hope you have an absolutely fantastic week. And most important, stay safe. And we will talk again next week.